Hello there again, friends. It's 151, and that just... You hear that? That's a, that's a pen cap. Anyways, it's uh, 151. We're back again for uh, another fine edition. I'm Adam. I'm Justin. And uh, we, we have a kind of an interesting uh, uh, episode set up for you. It's going to um, be a thought experiment. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a brainstorm session as... Uh, Justin and I, as, as you probably figured out by now, are both, uh, well, we're, we're married men with kids, we're nerds, and we have opinions on movies and Marvel and, and DC and sci-fi and fantasy and, and everything in between, right? Star Trek is very important to us. I, Agreed. I, yeah. With the two new movies that have come out. Uh, Getting ready for the third. Which just looks like a pile of garbage. Yeah. Cautiously optimistic. Uh, Simon Pegg wrote it. Yeah, but uh, to have the uh, guy that uh, directed Fast and Furious, I, Simon Pegg wrote it. I'm still, I'm still cautiously optimistic. And they are another thing. If they gave away a plot, Enterprise is destroyed in it. Well, I mean, it's not like they don't trash out an Enterprise every couple of movies anyway. What do they? Say? I think someone figured it up. It's like ten years. Every, about every ten years, you get a new ship. Yeah, something like that. Uh, well, within the you know, yeah whole thing. But uh, what we're going to do right now is uh, there's been rumor of a new Star Trek series. It's and it's it's full on confirmed at this. Yeah, point. Yeah, CBS is doing it. I think yep, and they've they've confirmed it. The first episode will go out on regular CBS, and then from there out, it's going to be their. Uh, Hulu, their, yeah. their online content. It's going to be specially created for their version of Netflix, Amazon Prime, whatever online content. We don't have many details about it yet. Well, I don't Virtually think we nothing. We, we know two people that are involved with it now. Uh, dude from Rathacon. Yeah, Nicholas Meyer. Yeah, uh, Rathacon co-wrote Star Trek Four, and I think co-wrote and directed Star Trek Six. Okay, and so, Discovery Country. Yeah, so I mean, your even number movies, your good ones. Yeah. I mean, he was involved with all three of the originals. I mean, the Rathacon and, and Voyage Home. I mean, those are huge feather in your caps. Yeah, no, those are great Star Trek movies. And then uh, Brian Fuller, Brian, Brian Fuller, Fuller, right? Brian. Fuller, the the guy who did Pushing Up Daisies. He was on um, uh, Deep. He wrote on Deep Space Nine. Okay. Uh, he was heavily, actually, pretty heavily involved with Deep Space Nine. Which, by the way, I really like Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Most underrated um, series out there. I mean, the first couple seasons were very, very slow yeah. start. Basically, seasons five through seven were some of the best storytelling that Star Trek ever did. Four is really great. Season four, where Worf gets introduced. Okay, I'm four through seven. Yeah. 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 Three is kind of a transition one, but anyways, that's, that's beyond the point right now. So what we want to do is we, we're going to design our perfect Star Trek series. And kind of the stuff that made it great. You know. The stuff that made it great, the stuff that we want to see in the next one, what kind of series it is. You know, everything from we could talk about captains, we could talk about the ship, yep. we can talk about missions, we can talk about time. All the stuff guaranteed to make this our lowest watched episode No, ever. because there's going to, you know what there's going to be? <laughs> if, if this catches on, <laughs> this could catch fire because you'll have a whole bunch of other Star Trek fans that are like, no, I don't want to see that. I you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. That's a stupid idea. Yeah, but as I I've re- had sex. I, I was going to say, as, as we referenced a couple of weeks ago, we've been with women. So there is proof you, you upstairs com- you, you, right now. You commenter, 
we've been with women. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I think the uh, I think the place to start with this on designing this this new Star Trek series, and we don't have to come up with a name or anything like that. Although it could would, could be fun by the end. We could start just writing down names. But would you want to see it in? I have my answer, but I want to ask you first. Would you want to see it in the Prime universe or the alternate universe that the new movies are from? Prime. Me too. Prime. I, I think there's more to do. You know, uh, this is going to sound kind of stupid, or maybe not, but it's one of my qualms with the prime, uh, with the alternate universe. I have no idea how the ranking system works. What do you mean? You have Kirk coming out of the academy, and all of a sudden, oh, hey, I'm going to make you first officer. Oh, hey, guess what? Now you're captain. Where you have people on this ship that have years of experience in space, like practical experience. Well, I'm, I'm assu- I guess I'm assuming that uh, coming out of the academy that you know in the in the prime universe you came out of the academy and you were you started out as an ensign but yeah. i'm i'm guessing maybe in this one you come out of the academy at lieutenant rank if you're on the command track maybe maybe but i just that's all that was always something it's, that bugged it's, me it's a it's a it was yeah it was cheap and shoddy they had to get him from being in a position of just coming out from the academy to captain of the starship in less than two hours, and that's the way they chose to do it. I, I just I always like that about especially the newer series. You look at uh, uh, you look at you know Next Generation, Voyager, Deep Space Nine, and and really even Enterprise. The ranking system is very solid. It is like you know how it works. You know how people progress. You know I I think I need that. Only person that's ever been screwed over by the uh, Star Trek ranking system is Harry Kim. Yeah. Seven years, save the ship countless times, still an F and ensign. Unfair. Yeah, you have uh him getting screwed over. Lieutenant Tom Paris comes out of prison as lieutenant. Yeah. And he's a felon. I gets mean, gets demoted at one point and then brought back up. Yeah, exactly. Excuse Harry, me. Harry's still an ensign. Uh, Travis Mary, uh, Mayweather from uh, Enterprise. Helmsman? Yeah. Always an ensign. Yeah, but I mean... Dude, they even showed like uh, the last episode where it's like 12 years in the future or something. Yeah, but that's... Still the, an ensign. That's, that's like... Barely a lieutenant. That's that's like normal That's like normal service, though. I mean, Harry was... You know, they were stranded, man. He saved yeah. the ship multiple times. Yeah, I get... No, I, I'm, yeah. listen, I get it. I really do. I'm just saying there's another guy that got screwed over. Yeah. All right, so we got Prime Universe... What's the timeline? Where do we want this in the timeline? Let's not rehash anything. Let's. We got to move forward. We got to be. It's got to be post uh, uh, post destruction of Romulus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The, the destruction of the Romulan Empire is what kicked off old Spock. You know, Spock Prime going back. It's got to be after that. Do is that is that really Prime Universe or is that Abrams Universe? Well, the events. The, because okay, because the only reason I ask is because there's a lot of you know like Star Trek yeah. books that came out. No, that, that's that's where the timeline split. That they have that they have nothing, you know. That's that's where the timeline split was a destruction of Romulus. That happened in our universe, which caused him to get sucked back through, yeah, and sent into the alternate but, one. But what I'm saying is, are we going? Do you want to go off that his version of you know how the future yeah. unfolds, or like some of the books? Because the books, oh no, you have to you have to integrate the destruction of Romulus that event in the Prime Universe. Okay, because isn't that, that what Star Trek Online has to do with too? Romulus isn't around anymore. I don't think I've that. never played Star Trek Online, so I don't it's know. very. Um, how do I put this? Uh, you remember World of Warcraft playing yeah. that? How long it took to level yeah. out? You leveled out like a couple weeks with Star Trek. 
Like so there was just was, there was just nothing to it, do. It was it was more like uh, DC Universe Online. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, when that started up. Like it's really cool. You get to design your ships. You get to uh, you know do your bridge, your uniform, yep. you know all this. But it's like you get to a certain point. And they they may have changed it since then, mm -hmm. since I played. But it was one of those. Okay, I, I don't really have anything to do now except fly around and do random battles. Nice. Which my my ship is pretty awesome. So I will say, having played all the free play stuff and then all of the like as actual subscription, like World mm -hmm. of Warcraft driven one, I'd much rather pay the subscription if it's something I like. Yeah, the Warcraft stuff never gets old. There's always something to do in that game. No, it was just let's face it. To, time in real life that uh killed that too yeah <laughs> yeah believe so, me I, I try and play when I, whenever and i can being with the ladies <laughs> well one in particular let's yeah not, yeah let's back <laughs> that up <laughs> it is possible kids it is possible <laughs> um okay so we're gonna do future after after romulus yep how far because <sighs> concurrent just somewhere in there I mean, well, how far do you go? Do you go because you get into like Voyager where they had, um, you know, like the, the uh, I can't remember uh, the, the time traveling federation. It, yeah, it no, no, you don't want to go that so far. So before that, yeah. so probably like what are they in the 24th? So it'd be 25th, like maybe just, late 25th century? You just, you just figure post Voyager. Post Voyager? Yep. Just something we haven't seen before. Okay. Are we, we're basing this on a ship, right? Yeah. Some kind of new, some kind. I mean, give it, give it uh, enough. I mean, is Slipstream going to be involved in this? No, straight up, plain old warp drive. Really? Yeah. Wow. Plain old warp drive. Let's let's let's. Wow, leave I kind of want to. Let's let's not tinker with the formula too hard. Well, I don't the know, other, do you want to do Slipstream? Kind of because uh, I, I know. Explain what Slipstream is. Slipstream. Uh, uh, it's a kind of a. Uh, propulsion system that uh, it's faster than warp and uh well that's what the only reason i bring it up is because in the and i know we're not going off the books exactly because of the abrams universe stuff but uh they really open up some of the stories with some of the slipstream drive they bring the technology back mm -hmm. starfleet works on it and eventually gets it to work and slowly starts to uh adapt it to different different ships it's not going to be featured every week, but well, it'll 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 exist. How's that? Maybe they're still working on it. Yeah, I don't know. I I like it. So we'll put a slips. We'll put a slipstream question mark. How about that? Sure. Well, it opens up. I mean, you can go to different parts of the galaxy and all this. Not the wormhole. Okay. New ship. Is it going to be big or small? Like more because you look at uh, Galaxy Class Enterprise, biggest ship they ever made. Big with fighters. With fighters, so it's like an aircraft carrier? Yep. Aircraft carrier in space? Yep. So, uh, did you watch Enterprise? Yeah. Uh, you remember Enterprise J? Yeah. And how big they... I've, I've yeah, heard different... Ugly, that was an ugly ship, though. It, it was an ugly ship. It, it was a ba basically the NX-01, like Here, on steroids. Yeah. Here's, here's what I want. I want a sovereign class, similar to that. Well, whatever the future version yeah, of that is. Yeah, let's, let's get a couple of uh, defiant-sized attack vessels that can detach... You know, aircraft carrier. So, so you can you can surround your your enemy. I don't hate that with, idea. With these kind of phasers, the machine gun phasers. Yeah, the best effect they ever had in Star Trek. Did you ever think like? Uh, no, setting, they are great. I'm, I'm the setting it down gingerly. The uh, pulse cannons. Yeah. No, those are great. Those are wonderful. You know how uh, 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 destroyers and, and battleships and stuff, and even uh, old sailing ships, like they do the broadside, mm -hmm. like. 
Don't you think one of the big, even like a Sovereign class or a Galaxy class, don't you think they could have a couple pulse phasers on the side there to like broadside people? Well, that was always the um, that was always the 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 phaser array on on like the here. I'm gonna go get a visual aid. I'm okay. Back. Why don't you just grab both of them? Because it works better on the Sovereign class ship. I've actually thought about this. So on this now, this be ship, careful with that. That's, I, I'm going to. That's okay. like on, on those are like deep, my favorite toys growing this, up. This this entire ring around here was the phaser array. Yeah, I know. And the beam could be generated any. I'm explaining to the people at home. Well, hopefully they know what's going. Well, on. Well, hopefully, but even I mean, this might be you know, whatever. A learning experience for yes. some people. So you could generate a beam off any point at this. Um, so for a. And then you had your rear ones. I don't know if you can see this. Probably not. Um, back here. This is top and bottom. Both spots. So that you could generate, in effect, 360 degree yeah. coverage. So, I mean, as far as a... But it's one it's one beam at a time. It's not like this thing is covered in pop-up cannons. Yeah. Which, and I don't know whether you're, you know, you're going to be limited by... You're gonna to have to work out the physics whether you're gonna be limited by engine output. Let me let me see the sovereign one. And this is getting kind of off the subject here, but what I'm talking about is, you know, like you have those pulse cannons, right? Yeah. You you've got like some doors here. Yeah. Where you could open it up and have maybe you have gunners, mm-hmm. like you have gunning squads. You know that they like uh, you have yeah, because but, one I guy mean, on the got, bridge running the you weapons. Got, you got predictive algorithms. I mean, in the ship, just you know, you hit the button and, and it tracks and targets and fires automatically. But just think if you're fighting like uh, 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 people, like like you're saying, you want you want an aircraft carrier in space, right? Yeah. What you know, and you have your fighters and stuff. What if you're going up against someone where you can have, you know, these guns trailing other, you know, mm-hmm. smaller targets. Well, I mean, I think I think you can you can still do all that from you know from phaser control it in the bridge too because otherwise you know you're looking at actually having a phaser room like in the original series where you know that part of the ship got damaged and then you lost all phaser control. No, yeah. I mean, but by the same token, you know you have to figure in like computer targeting because there's no way that Worf is back there actually hand targeting. Yeah. Uh, on that smooth panel. I mean, the only time we've ever seen a joystick in Star Trek, it was it was a terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah, that thing. was that was a bad idea. Well, there was also the uh, control uh, sticks on the uh, Delta Flyer. Fair enough. So, and those worked. Yeah. But I I don't know. I just always thought about that. That might be kind of a cool idea to have the the um, the, fo- the phaser and photon torpedoes when they finally armed Deep Space Nine. That first confrontation with the where they Klingons. popped out and they they were that was know, pretty multiple. awesome. That's the kind of okay okay of, you got stuff me. that that I think they should have done on a ship. Okay, all right. So we've got Prime Universe, Future, Post Voyager, uh, new ship, aircraft carrier in space. Yep. Which I actually don't mind. That are there families on this? Is it like Galaxy Class? No, no, no families. Galaxy Class. Uh, I'm going to call it a failed experiment. I mean, you didn't see any on the E, did you? No, but it was also a smaller ship. That sovereign, they... sovereign class is bigger than Galaxy. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It is longer. It is not as tall. To- total total displacement, total tonnage is is, uh, is bigger. Why are we arguing about that? We're supposed to be designing a new Star Trek. I don't know. Series. Oh no! I got to prove the other nerd wrong. <laughs> Because you you challenged my honor, and I went to the internet. Okay, well, while you're doing that... But no, I don't think there will... There are no families on here. No families. All right, no families. Uh, Episode. 
uh, are we or episode formatics or I, I don't know what the right word way to say that we're are, we're focusing on the main the captain first officer yeah. all that right okay yeah now I'm not and I'm not saying that uh, um, we can't you know have some arcs have some theories I'd like to see you know okay the the ship you know takes damage and you spend the next month while the ship's getting refit you know on temporary detachment yeah. you know at a, at a space station so I always like that uh, that stuff they they pull they pull the first officer because he's an expert and you see him go with you know uh, a crew from a ship you saw a couple weeks ago on you know uh, a diplomatic mission or you know something like that or you get the the uh, the the security staff involved with something on the station that they're at make it actually not such a bottle you know we can only be on the ship sort of thing yeah i i do like well i i like that idea and i like the i liked what deep space 9 got into and i liked what enterprise kind of did too voyager kind of kind of did it but they didn't do it as well i think and with episodes where it's like i i i like storylines that play over, out an overarching story yeah the dominion war yeah that or or stuff like as much as i love next generation it's always like one story one story yep. one story one story one story yep. i like things that develop you know yep. over time well in that that episodic format i mean up until you didn't see that kind of storytelling in, in tv in general I mean, you didn't see. That's all they knew. All right, so we have overarching storylines. We have focusing on captain, crew, yep. all this. Um, Which I mean, you can have an overarching season arc with you know six six episodes where they're on you know a planet. You can do yeah. that kind of serialized well, storytelling. Enterprise started doing that where they did uh, their final season, season four. Yeah. Where I, I think they just kind of were like, who cares at this point? But they did stuff like, you know, they'd have uh, uh, stories that lasted three episodes, three or two. Yep. You know, uh, the, the replicant, not replicant, uh, the, um, you know, the Eric Soon arc. Yeah. Uh, the Klingon arc, you know, a lot of the, because they brought in Manny Cotto as showrunner, uh, Judith and Garfield, Reeve Stevens. Yeah. Um, people who were actually used to telling stories in the Star Trek universe, no. and they weren't trying to temp- do some stupid temporal Cold War, you know. Yeah, that was a little weak. That was terrible. Because you never knew anything about the other side. Nope, that's not Star Trek. One of the other parts I really liked, and I don't want to want to want never want to see it, but I loved how they did a the Into the Mirror Darkly, mm-hmm. where they did it all in that universe. And it wasn't, you know, oh, we accidentally had a couple people sneak off into that other one. Yeah, it was just they gave us a little glimpse, a little window. Yeah. Um, so we've got Prime Universe, Future, Post Voyager, New Ship, Aircraft Carrier in Space, No Families, uh, bigger storylines. Yep. What kind of captain do you want to see? Male, female? I really don't. I'm not going to focus so much on gender, I guess. As, okay, as, what as, kind of captain? Somebody who can, uh, who's a little slower to boil, but when they go is, you know, uh, Ben Cisco level badass. Okay. So is that... Uh... Kirk could punch first. Yeah. Um, Picard would talk him to death. 
Uh, but Ben Cisco is the guy who, even if it compromised his honor a little bit, when the guy started to get back up, would pick up the rock and make sure that he, he would throw down. punch you. Yeah, he. You were never going to get up. I mean, he was going to eliminate you. Okay. Uh, I mean, even if it, even if it meant compromising. I mean, obviously, uh, in the pale moonlight, one of the best episodes of Star Trek ever. Yeah. You know, he he arranged the murder of a, you know, a couple people, or helped, or covered it up, or, or to win the war. Yeah, to win the war. You know, he did what needed to be done. He was a soldier. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. That's kind of you know what? That's kind of like uh, the art that Jonathan Archer went through, if you bit. think about. Because as uh, in season three, I mean, he got darker and darker and darker to, Which, to mean, save his planet. Don't save get me planet. wrong. I, I don't want to put this on, a, you know, I don't want to make it a military show in space. I no. mean, I, I still want, uh, you know, probably the only good thing, the only good part of Star Trek Insurrection was when Picard said, do you remember when we used to be explorers? Yeah. You know, I'd like to see some of that again. Yeah. If you were going to put it on a scale of, you know, all the different captains... Someone that kind of leans the way of Cisco and, which I mean that yeah if if you're gonna if you're gonna make a combination of your best all around captain you need another Jim Kirk, just flat out Jim Kirk or just some other flat out another Jim Kirk. I I don't agree. Well, you're fair. That's fair. I you know my my biggest thing with with Kirk was as much of his kind of a leader as he was and all this you know. He didn't have a whole lot of layers to him. Like, I don't know about that. Where all of a sudden, you know, like you use Generations as an example, where, uh, hey, okay, I'll go make that uh, huge deflector modification. It's like, how, where the hell did you learn how to do that? Well, you have to remember, I think, I think Jim Kirk had a lot more layers than William Shatner's acting ever allowed. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe I mean, I'm thinking I, you, Shatner more. More you, Shatner. You're, you're, than Kirk. you're thinking more Shatner than Kirk. The the character caricature that comes to mind of of Jim Kirk is a guy who swings first, kisses the lady. Yeah. You know, uh, and you know he 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 negotiated treaties. He 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 was a diplomat. I mean, he was he was the youngest captain. You know, yeah. 28 years old captain. I mean, he wasn't a dumb guy. He was a very very smart guy. Yeah, but he was doing something that had never been done before. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just I I like Picard too much. I know. I, I don't want I don't I want another did. just straight Picard because um like later Picard, you know, started to kind of warm up yeah. and that kind of thing. You want Pacisco. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't mind a kind of a combination of Ben Cisco and Picard. Mm-hmm. Put put that goatee on uh on uh, Professor X and you're ready to go. No, he's already had it. He was like a Romulan admiral or something. I don't know. They tried to do something crazy. So I, I I mean if you were gonna do go this way I would kind of like a combination of that, uh, Janeway too much science for me. You know she 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 could lead and all that but it was just kind of like eh okay, I like you I'm not crazy about you but. Well every captain you you compare them you know to the to the ones before yeah I mean, yeah see and to me the combination of Picard and Cisco is just Jim Kirk. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. So, just write down Picard slash Cisco. Pacisco is that how? Cisco. Pacisco. All right. Um, rest of the crew. Uh, kind of. I mean, I mean to 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 be determined. I mean, you can you can have about anything you want there. I mean, originally you had you had Spock, and then you had Riker, who was just you know the Picard and Riker and Kirk and Spock roles flipped. Yeah. 
you know, somebody who was hard to work with, you know, for Deep Space Nine. It's kind of the same thing, you know, with, with Voyager. You know, you got the, the, you know, previous terrorist. And then, you know, Enterprise threw it back to, oh, let's let's get a Vulcan again. You know, there hasn't been a hell of a lot of variety, quite frankly, uh, when it came down to it. The, the most probably diverse crew you ever had um, was either the original series or uh, Next Generation. You yeah, know, with with a robot and a uh, with an android and a, and a Klingon. Yeah, um, because I mean, we had a budget, shapeshifter and budget budget constraints for for the original series. I mean, you got you got a Vulcan and you got a black lady, and that was about as well an Asian guy. That was yeah. about as diverse as it got. The they Russian. were all human. They were all human. Yeah, you didn't have a lot of interplanetary variety. Okay, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to think of some of the, because like one of the things I liked about like Enterprise was some of the relationships they had. Like uh, and I think they kind of stumbled across it when they started having in Voyager when they had when they had the mess hall, mm-hmm. and they you saw some more of those interactions with people, yeah. And which you know they had it again in in, in in Enterprise, and you got to see some of that. Yeah, you could really go crazy. You could do a you could do a forty five minute show where you had the main characters yeah. wrap everything up in forty five minutes, and then just a fifteen minute mini episode where you had all the non-commissioned officers and all the red shirts basically yeah. reacting to what was going on. Uh, That'd be kind of cool. They kind of did that in Next Generation they, they with the Lower an, Decks. They did an episode of that in The Next Generation, and uh, John Scalzi wrote a great book called Red Shirts that was oh, really? basically the same thing. Okay. What kind of adventures are we doing here? So for uh, for the rest of the, finish that out, for the rest of the crew, okay. basically a mix and match of whatever's come before. It's not a bad start, to be honest with you. I guarantee it's probably better than the Hollywood pitch meetings that that, that started the new series. Well, I mean, you you keep getting the thing of oh, it's gonna be the next one's gonna be Captain Worf, Captain Worf, oh. which I wouldn't mind seeing it, but it's like okay, we've seen Worf a lot. Yeah, I want to see something kind of different. Yeah. Maybe you know, not so much as different as like an Enterprise or something yeah. because I, it was kind of it was cute to see some of the stuff start out and all that, but yep. you know, excuse me, grand scale of things, it's like okay, what. You know what? Really, are we going to see on a slow ship? When exactly? So, or is it a uh, exploring mission? Is it just uh, cruising around the Federation mission? Is it? Are we at war? It's all of the above. Uh, well, I, I don't necessarily know that we have to be at war, but if we're if we're going to bring slipstream into it, there's got to be some exploration. Yeah. Uh, it could change over the course of season to season. I mean, they could be getting assigned different duties. Let's say yeah. one year, one season they're doing border patrol duties yeah. and dealing with the politics and the fall of the Romulan Empire. Yeah. The next season they're doing explorer duty, you know, and they get they get outfitted with a slipstream drive and go explore yeah. the what do we got left? The Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, yeah, somewhere. Well, one of the one of the books, uh, and you know, not that we're using that, like we said, but uh, they essentially take Voyager. Back to the Delta Quadrant, yeah, with a whole bunch of other ships that all have slipstream, yeah, and start exploring and you know getting to yeah. know more people and all that, yeah. and and so. But and they could do that for a season, and then they could do um, they could take on a detachment of uh, you know Space Marines for a season or part of a season, and and do and do frontline rotation duty. Yeah, I mean you could do all of those. And and change it up, yeah. So it's not so stale all the time. I mean, because look at look at what you know. We'll go back to Deep Space Nine. What they did, you know, you had the the 
the, the Dominion War. Mm-hmm. So they were doing exploration of the Gamma Quadrant. And then they were doing stuff. Yeah, but- and then they, they even ran into housing detachments of, you know, troops, of ground yeah. troops that they were putting on planets well, and following, you well, know, the, those stories. Well, the biggest change I ever made on that was giving them the Defiant so they could actually get yeah. off the station and go do some stuff. Yeah. They weren't just driving around on a school bus. Exactly. But, I mean, they put it on a wartime footing and they yeah. made it, you know, because they were at the wormhole. They were the front line. Well, it might be kind of interesting. You know, you always hear, like, uh, in genera- uh, Next Generation, they were like, oh, we just came off this Cardassian War. And it's like, yeah. well, we haven't really seen anything about it. Exactly. I think you just made this up for the story, which I think they did. Yeah, probably. But, uh, you know, it might be kind of cool. This, You know, we just were coming off a war. Tensions are so high. People are rattled. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we have this aircraft carrier. Why do we have an aircraft carrier in space? If we, you know, did we just build it to build it? Was there a reason for it? You yeah, know, is, this, has, is this our new exploration vessel? Is this our new, you know... Is it a new ship or a ship that's seen some... Yeah. Because it, it might be kind of interesting because, you know, we... You come into a lot of these shows, and it's always, oh, it's a new ship, it's a new station, it's new crew or whatever. It might be kind of interesting to kind of jump into it where you're, you know, essentially a season or two into, you know, yeah, they've they've already been together. They've already for- been together, or or you take a crew and show them getting their their asses shot out from underneath them and put them in an older ship. Yeah, uh, you know, a la. Um, uh, down Periscope. Oh. <laughs> I mean, not not to that extreme. But they essentially get demoted. No, to... not even necessarily demoted. But it's like, okay, we're strapped. All of our flagship, you know, all of our sovereign class ships are out pulling this no. duty. So the only way that we're going to rehabilitate is we're going to pull mm-hmm. the the Nimitz, you know, and and upgrade it and and uh, and and put some some effort back into it. You know, yeah. and uh, and get you out running with it. Did you ever see what they? Uh, I, I know you don't play online very often. Did you ever see the new Enterprise, Enterprise F? No. It's called an Odyssey class. Okay. It's kind of a combination between Voyager and a Sovereign class. Yeah, a little bit. It's not a terrible looking ship. I'm not crazy about it. It's still not. Look, the seventeen oh one A is the finest looking ship. Really? Yes. Hmm. I kind of lean Galaxy. No, I hate the Galaxy class. Why? Galaxy class has always been ugly. Oversized saucer section, it's front heavy. The uh, the Enterprise A and the Sovereign class, the Enterprise E, are the best two looking ships. I, I will give you this one. I, I've always had, I really like the Sovereign class. I think it's a great looking ship. But you can't, you still cannot beat the A for me. There's just something about this the, old the, girl. The movie, well, and not even the A, even just the movie refit Yeah. Um, of the original Enterprise. Uh, with get rid of the round nacelles, go to the square nacelles. Yeah. Um, that blue defe- deflector, you cannot beat that, man. I, I still like the Galaxy. I really do. Yeah. I don't know why. It just looked, it looked classy. Ah, it's fat. Front heavy and fat. Front heavy and fat. No, I don't, I don't think that's a bad setup. I kind of like the idea of, I honestly, I kind of like the idea if they didn't start it right at, Oh, hey, we got this new ship, new crew, new mm-hmm. captain, all this. If it's already people that have been working together for a while and yeah, kind of know each other. You can you can do one you can do one thing, you can mix and match. You can have you could have an established crew mm-hmm. that gets a new captain. I mean, you could that start might be it addressing. there. You could start it there. You could you could take people that have been working together for 20 years. Um and and uh Captain uh, you know, retires or something, or gets killed. Retires, what? killed, whatever. 
doesn't matter. I mean, let's let's say that the the captain, the console that kills all the ensigns, he was leaning over when it exploded. Yeah. Let's let's make it. Let's make a, a decorated guy, uh, a Picard style guy who gets killed in a stupid, stupid accident. <laughs> you know. And okay. maybe there's question whether or not the first officer should have been more responsible. Maybe that's why he doesn't immediately or, get promoted. What if it's the uh, first officer gets uh, gets promoted to captain, and it's him dealing with um, the rigors of being a new captain with all these people that he already knows? Yeah, and and dealing with a new first officer. Then yeah, let's bring in let's bring in some fresh blood. Yeah, I think you have to inject one new person. Yeah. into that dynamic. But I think I think that might be kind of cool though to see. Uh, a Star Trek where you start with a funeral, a captain's funeral, maybe a captain's funeral or something where they've already been together. Yep. You know, it's they all. It seems like that's every everything is always. Hey, it's yep. a new environment, new yep. all these new people coming together, or you know, a crew that's been together for a while on something new. Like they all of a sudden, you know, hey, we're launching this yep. new aircraft carrier in space. Well, I mean, that's kind of like they did. I mean, the original series started out. There's no indication that that's a quote-unquote new crew. I mean, they're into a five-year mission. They never really say at the beginning how far they're into a five-year mission. Yeah. There's no necessarily – I mean, there is some indication that they're getting to – that they don't know each other well, but it's not like it's brand new to them either. Yeah. No, I can understand that. Sorry, I was just looking at some of these things. I guess this was a fan contest. Don't, don't let the fact that we're doing something here distract you at all. I'm sorry. Who are you again? So, I think it's kind of ugly, to be honest with you. I'm not crazy about that ship. The F? Yeah. No, I'm not. It's no E. All right. So, anything else we want to add to this? I hope they don't screw this up. Yeah. I just I don't know what direction they're going to go. Uh, the fact that Nick Meyer is involved with this really makes me hopeful yeah um because like i said you know if we can capture recapture even a little bit of the magic in wrath of Khan, um you know uh voyage home or undiscovered country yeah which i mean basically their their big breakthrough in wrath of Khan as compared to like the motion picture you know they had science advisors and they wanted to get all you know uh you know spaceship and Nick Meyer just took it back to uh, these are naval vessels in space. Yeah. What if you did? I just had an idea. What if you had you, you had a series that you know you have all this stuff right? Okay. And you have it. Um, uh, you know, maybe they're coming off a war. They're coming off something. But um, you know, uh, everything is all together. Starfleet Federation, all that. And then you have maybe you know, like policy changes or something, or, or because of what happened beforehand, you know, things start to get kind of, you start to get to see some friction, and you essentially lead to a civil war. Or that, or, you know, you have planets and people in the Federation starting to splinter off a little bit. Well, it makes for, for good... It might make for good for for good TV, but I really don't want Star Trek to go down that road because I remember watching Star Trek and being inspired that the future could be a better place. Yeah, you know, I don't want. But it's know, a better place. But I mean, crap. there's always going to be arguments between people. There's always going to be politics and stuff. There is, and I mean, you you kind of address that with the Maquis. I'm not I'm not trying to poop on your idea here yeah. by any means. I'm just saying that you know that's something I think you'd have to tread with pretty carefully 
to not lose the ideal of what Star Trek is. You know, maybe a season or two yeah. of it. And then it's, you know, and then you have, so you have an arc of leading to that where you have some battles, you have some friction, you have people going off, and then you have, uh, if you did seven seasons, you know, um, one and two lead to, you know, lead to three through six, and then the <laughs> my kid crying in the background. <laughs> Sorry, I just heard that. But you have three through, you know, five or six where it's kind of healing and, yeah. and you know, you're back on task. I think, you'd, I think it would have to come organically out of the show. I don't think that's anything that you can necessarily arc into it from the very beginning. No, but I think you could, you could have some tension there. But it would be, by the same token, it would be interesting to do a Star Trek series that had a grand seven-year plan. Yeah. Um, you know, that you're setting up stuff for later. Um, that if it gets canceled, it gets canceled, but that you have kind of that layout in advance because, yeah. you know, the shows that kind of do that stuff are pretty rare. They're pretty short term, but they're pretty amazing sometimes when they get it right. So, all right. I think we did good work here. I think uh, somebody in Hollywood should call us. All right. You should do that. You can uh, get a hold of us on Twitter at 151 The Show. Uh, pretty much the same on Facebook and SoundCloud and YouTube and all that. Yep. So uh, if you want to do that, go ahead. Uh, we, we'd love to work. Yeah. I mean, we can retire from this and, and step into a lap of luxury. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. So, all right. That's going to do it for us. Have a good one. Thank you.